Um, hello, so my name is Bruce, as Andre just uh, mentioned. Um, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Gemma, uh, who's down that way somewhere. Um, and we have two wee boys, uh, Leo, who's three, and Jonah, who's six months old. Um, you may have seen, I'm told there was a photo on Facebook of us, so you might have seen that, that's what we look like. Um, and we also have basically two, uh, they're almost other children, um, they're huskies, called Elsa and Maya. Um, I'm titling this talk, Who Am I? And I know I've just told you, <laughs> but I think there's probably a little bit more uh, to the story. Um, so I'm going to tell you about my journey with identity and what I've learnt in the hope that it will inspire you in your walk with God or your journey to be walking with God. Uh, whether you are or are not walking with God, I hope uh, that something out of this uh, message that I share with you is going to inspire you. Um, and I believe either way, there's a purpose and reason for you being here. Um, so what is identity? It takes a mere seven seconds to form a first impression of someone, and in this time we often make significant subconscious ideas about who that person is and then base everything else on that. Um, we have many ways of deciding from people's identity on who they are, and uh, the world certainly throws around a lot of different labels now. It can all get a bit confusing. But what matters more than how we see other people is how we see ourselves. Often we form key truths or lies about who we are in our childhood, um, and then we either solidify or go and challenge those beliefs when we get older. Um, I was brought up in a conservative Christian home. I had very strict rules, uh, hard-working parents, um, and I often heard the phrase that kids are to be seen and not heard. Now, I, that's not true, by the way, kids. <laughs> you are definitely meant to be heard. Uh, but I really struggle with my identity and feeling quite insignificant, and most of my journey was just trying to sort of survive, not to be yelled at or smacked or, or whatever. Uh, I grew up in the country, um, and I have found huge escape going outside, mowing the neighbor's lawn, driving tractors, biking, climbing trees, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was awesome. But as I got to high school, I really struggled with who I was. I had a set of values that had been instilled in me, but I hadn't made them my own. Um, I knew that I believed in God, and I wanted to follow him, but I didn't really know what that looked like. Most of the Christians around me seemed relatively hypocritical, and it didn't really make sense to me. When I was around 16, um, I met Jared Van Burkle, who some of you may know. He's spoken here, I think, a few times. Um, he's now my boss, so he's a reasonable dude, I guess. <laughs> um, through the youth group that Jared led, I had some amazing encounters with God um, and some amazing people leading me. Um, and I started to begin this journey uh, with the Lord. Um, but then a spanner was thrown in the works as my parents pulled me out of the youth group and told me I couldn't go because it was too spiritual, quote-unquote. <laughs> um, the next seven to eight years were a real journey for me. I was constantly searching for who I was um, and who God was calling me to be, but I was looking in all the wrong places. Uh, things changed significantly when I met Gemma, and then not long, oh, about a year or so later, Gemma fell pregnant with Leo and our three-year-old. I realized that if I wanted to be a good father and ultimately a husband to her at some point, um, I'd really need to step up. And so for me, it was either step up or step out. So I stepped out. No, I'm kidding. I stepped up. Um, obviously, <laughs> that's why I'm here. Um, so I began that journey. Um, and in this, Jared often invited me, um, as he done, had done a number of times, to join Fantail Studios. Um, I really struggled with that because I knew that it would mean a lot of voluntary work. And I thought, no, I just want to you know, start some businesses and make lots of money and then maybe you know, I can help Jared later. Um, but it didn't seem that God had that plan for me. 
Uh, every time I tried to make something work, it would sort of go okay, but then it wouldn't quite work out. And, you know, I was trying to do it all on my own, and I wasn't really listening to what God was saying in my world. So as God continued to knock on my door, um, which felt a bit more like a slap in the face sometimes, <laughs> I decided to jump on board and um, volunteer um, for Jared. So two years ago, I was invited to the first ever um, shoot we did, film shoot, with um, gang members and Lucky Takoha, who I think was mentioned earlier. This was with a chapter of the Black Power um, gang in Whakatane. And this was the first ever shoot that Fantail had done, the first ever shoot that Jared had been on, so we were really thrown in the deep end. We didn't know what to expect. I think Gemma was even a bit worried about me. <laughs> but that weekend changed me. It broke down a huge amount of walls um, of who these guys were, um, and I saw God work drastically in places I didn't expect him to work. In this, I really felt God drawing me in. There was something that just leapt in my spirit, um, and I knew that this was where God was calling me. Over the course of the next two years, I have journeyed with Jared um, and grown in faith more than I ever have in my whole entire life. We have had greater challenges as a family um, and individually as ever before, um, but God is so faithful um, and he always provides a way to bring restoration, healing and hope. In this journey, I found my true identity. I broke down the lies that I had believed since a young boy and found the real truth, that I am a child of God. And that's it. Nothing else matters, whether I own a fancy house, whether I drive a nice car, whether I have no money or lots of money. At the end of the day, I'm a child of God, and everything has to found, be founded on that. First um, John chapter 3, verse 2 says, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Um, so how do we live out of our God-given identity? And it is a struggle. After all, it took me around 20 years. Uh, we must submit daily and pray always. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 6 says, Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Um, you know, I heard, heard someone say this recently, and I thought, wow, it's so true. Prayer must be our first thought and not our last resort. And it's so easy when we get busy with life and there's so much happening, you know, we, 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 we go, oh, you know, I'll pray now that it's gotten really bad. But, you know, if we just create um, habits where we're reaching out to God initially instead of after it, it can really change the way that things uh, work. You know, if I was married um, but only decided to spend time with my spouse once a week, I probably wouldn't have a very long marriage. <laughs> but... We often treat God like this and yet expect to have a really intimate relationship with him. And this is something that I've found hugely challenged on in the last few years. If we aren't intimate with Christ, we can easily lose sight of the identity that it gives us. We're often confused about who we are, but we spend little to no time with the one who created us with intention and purpose. And I have a wee video now, hopefully. When you ask the question, was everybody said their potential, and I said I'm about a three. That's yeah. how I felt mm. because I, I, I was already on top of the mountain, and now I'm in a valley, and um, I, and I just felt pretty dark. And here's me trying to encourage the brothers there, 
and yet I felt pretty low. So I said, yeah. I need prayer. So, and I'm first to, to, to give people prayer. So when I asked you, I said, come, come pray for me for a walk. And, and just that praying for one another, you know, confessing what's on your heart and then got healed again. Yeah. yeah we need one another. We do. Mm. We can't Confess. fake it. You can't fake it. You yeah. have yeah. to be open and honest all the time. That's one of our scriptures as confess our sins to one another because the prayer of a righteous person yeah. has great power as it is wicked. Mm. And um, man, it really does. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the themes is coming through as, as we're talking is, is really actually is community and vulnerability. Yeah. Being real in community. Yeah but with the power of Christ at the center of yeah. it. Because with what you were sharing before, and, and you as well, is, is we can, you even said, you, I knew you said, I know, I knew all the things, yeah. not to isolate this, this, and this. But even when we have all the tools and the resources, uh, sometimes we still feel incredibly lost, but Jesus comes into the middle of our chaos, right. and he delivers yeah. us That's from right. it. Like he, it mm. he keeps being faithful. Yeah. Even when we stop holding on to him, he keeps holding on yeah. to us. To, to wrap everything up in a bow today, if you like. Hurting people hurt others. Yeah. Healed people bring healing to others. Yeah. It's about community. It's about vulnerability, humility, and the power of God in the middle of all of that yeah. to bring healing, to bring healing to families, that can bring healing to communities. Yeah. And the Kingdom Brotherhood has a heart to be at the coalface of that uh, within the gangs, but also within the churches, the older generations of youth, wherever it is needed the most, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Mark 12, verse 28 to 34. Um, one of the teachers of the law had heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, Jesus said, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And I talked earlier about spending time with Christ and, and living out of our identity in Him. But we aren't meant to just do this by ourselves. We're in this journey together. And as we heard there through the video, a little plug for the Kingdom Brotherhood, by the way, it is, it's about vulnerability. It's about being honest with each other. It's about when you're in a dark place, reaching out and saying, hey, look, can I just have prayer? And sometimes that might be uh, you know, a long journey, and sometimes it might be a short journey. God works differently in, in everyone's lives. Um, but we've got to be willing to take that step to reach out and say, hey, I, I, need, I just need something here. I need prayer. I, I need a coffee. Um, cool. So, vulnerability. Um, time for me to be a little bit vulnerable, which is leading me into my next space. So currently, um, as part of Fantail, I'm volunteering um, and I'm raising um, funds to be working full-time for Fantail. Um, and we're currently running at sort of a deficit in terms of expenses and all that. Um, and so I'm needing to seriously raise some more funds. It's getting a bit more urgent. Um, so why would anyone be inspired to give to me as a media missionary at Fantail Studios and what is a media missionary? Um, you may know a little bit about Fantail Studios, but I'm just going to share a little bit more in case, uh, just to make it, you know, more clear. Um, so Fantail Studios' purpose is to find the lost and activate 
the fountain. That's our mission statement. Uh, we want to share the gospel and the love of Christ into people that are lost, um, and we want to activate Christians to walk um, in the calling that, that Christ has for them. Our area of ministry is in media. We broadcast through Christian networks. Um, that is Revolution TV in the UK, um, Shine TV here in um, New Zealand, Trinity Broadcast um, Network in Pacific, um, and there is an AOC in, in Australia as well. Uh, we also broadcast online um, through our website, Facebook, Instagram, um, and all that kind of stuff. And so the power of a story. Um, you know, we broadcast different stories, different people's journeys. Um, that there was a little snippet of a 30-minute interview that we have uh, live at the moment. And my role at Fantail is to get the stories that, that Fantail captures to as many people as possible and to get as many people as possible to visit us through our online channels. So this puts me in charge of sort of the website, the Facebook, uh, YouTube graphics and, and some content creation. So just a few small things. Um, so me as a media missionary, that's my role. Um, and the other members of Fantail have some slightly different roles, like editing and filming and things like that. In the last 15 years, uh, social media has grown at a rapid rate, with now 4.6 billion users, which is just over, under 60% of the world's total population. Most common are YouTube and Facebook. Um, Facebook with over 2 billion, YouTube with just under 2 billion worldwide users, and the average time that people spend on social media is 2 hours and 31 minutes every day. I'm sure this doesn't come as a huge surprise to you, um, as we all know how much time we spend on our phones. Families sit down to eat, uh, friends, you go out for a restaurant, um, and often we end up spending more time sometimes on our phones than speaking with each other. We're living in a culture that is consumed with entertainment, it's more convenient, more available, and there's more of it than there ever has been. But this is a unique opportunity, and we have an opportunity here because this, as you all know as well, there's often a lot of negativity on there, but we have an opportunity to share stories of hope, and this is what uh, we aspire to do at Fantail to move into that space with stories that, um, of the work that God's doing and give all the glory to him. So over the last 28 days, um, I've had the ability to come on board in a slightly larger capacity um, as I've been given an intern for the last couple of months um, and we've had some really powerful content. Um, with that, we've reached just over 80,000, it was 88.7 thousand people purely organically through Facebook. Um, and countless more have been reached through TV networks uh, that I mentioned before, YouTube and some other social media apps. To keep doing this work, um, I need prayer partners and financial partners. If you're interested in finding out more, please don't hesitate to send me a message, um, email or come and chat to me. I'll leave my details on the screen. Um, you can also, if you really feel called to, and there's definitely no pressure here, it's, a, it's an invitation with no expectation. Um, if you feel really cool to you, you can also donate anonymously at the website or talk to Rob and he'll give you some details on how to do that. Um, but yeah, feel free, that's my details there. Oh yeah, that's the right phone number, that's good. And that's my message. God bless you all and uh, thank you. <laughs>